in the endless reaches of the universe there once existed a planet known as Krypton, a planet that burned like a green star in the distant heavens. One of the planet's leading scientists, sensing the approach of doom, placed his infant son in a small rocket ship and sent it hurtling in the direction of Earth just as Krypton exploded. Because of the amazing powers that this child possessed, he grew up to become what mankind knew only as Superman. Superman was believed to be the sole survivor of Krypton's destruction, but what many don't know is that two others recently made it to Earth. Lacking the superhuman abilities of their predecessors, they have taken it upon themselves to educate, entertain, and maybe even annoy humanity instead. They may not be faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. But they are... Ben and Vicky! We are Ben and Vicky. <laughs> Both simultaneously. This is Ben and Vicky. <laughs> and this is Ben and Vicky. It's very confusing, but we'll try and uh, clarify throughout the episode. Yes. Um, this is your host, Vicky, and I'm here with my co-host... Ben? <laughs> Correct. I wanted to give you an easy one to start with. This is the show where for the next 60 minutes, we just recite our names over and over, <laughs> drilling it into your little brains and hoping that by the end, you will not forget our names. <laughs> and we are here with you on the prop shows all. That we are. And what a show we have for you today. We will have many a proposal that will wrap your ears around for your entertainment pleasure. And all you have to do, sit back and listen. That's right. So you don't we, even need to pre-prepare your ears for the wrapping. No, we for do. For the rapture of the wrapping. The rapture. <laughs> yes. The next hour, get ready for the rapture. <laughs> it's one of the uh, more threatening episodes. That's but right. I'm sure it'll be more fun than it uh, sounds like. We're preparing you for the rapture for the next hour. It may or may not come, but it doesn't hurt to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> what coincides with the rapture is Mother's Day Yes, today. that's right. A Ma- rapturous day for mothers. Oh, okay, so uh, we're going to celebrate it rather than have all uh, sinning human beings leaving the earth. <laughs> is, that, is that one way to do it? Uh, sure, why not? Let's just celebrate Mother's Day instead, shall we? Okay, well, in preparation, I thought, Vicky, what is the greatest gift that we can give our mothers? Hmm, moving out. Well. <laughs> <laughs> as, uh, as someone who does not live with their mother to someone that still does. That's, that that's would be my major suggestion, not Benjamin. Not a bad suggestion. But Thank I feel, you. I feel like she'll never watch TV again without me to help her use the remote control. Sounds so, like an excuse. It's, it's a very <laughs> tenuous excuse at best, but I'm trying to milk it for all it's worth. Because the TV still has buttons under that little panel. Yeah, but there's so many buttons. <laughs> and what do each of them do? Who knows? She'll work it out. Well, I just want to uh, drill into her brain that hopefully she won't work it out without me there to uh, fulfil those needs. I see. So you erode your mother's self-esteem so you have a place to live without guilt. Isn't that what every Mother's Day is for? <laughs> Okay, well, I'm not moving out. Okay. But I did. Second best gift. Yeah, well, I tra- actually, I tried to this morning pass off that I cleaned some dead ants out of the fridge. But you didn't. No, I did do that. Oh, I thought you meant you were trying to pass it off as in there weren't any dead ants. No, but no. You're like, there were some dead ants. There and was... look, now there's not. <laughs> there was many a dead ant. It was quite <laughs> gross. But uh, she wasn't buying that as a Mother's Day gift. <laughs> so uh, instead, I've gone the route of poetry. Okay, right. And I thought, why not? Recite some uh, stanzas, if you will, over the course of the show. All right, sure. So uh, this is a very loving poem that I wrote at 12.30am, I think. Okay. The traditional gifts are chocolate and flowers. 
But that satisfaction only lasts a few hours. Mm, I can string it out over a few days. This year, I'm knitting us something better. I'm calling it the double sweater. <laughs> we'll frolic around town. We'll look so funny. As we're once again joined at the tummy. <laughs> so that's just the first, okay. the first verse of my poetic ramblings today. So uh, feel free to stay tuned for the rest of that poem. Have you made the double sweater yet? Well, I'm working on it. I okay. only just came up with the concept, but knitting, I assume, takes a little bit of time. I was going to say, you don't seem like someone who automatically has the skill of knitting. I wouldn't have said it's your main skill. <laughs> what would you say is my main skill? Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> Operating the television. I've got to work on something to be my main <laughs> skill. Why not try knitting? Sure, why not? I wouldn't have... Sh- you just didn't strike me automatically as a knitter. That's well, what I'm trying enough. to say. Fair enough. I understand. That's just part one. But uh, we've also got some music coming up for you. Which yes. Which every week we do the theme. And I have a proposal for this week's theme. All right. I propose our musical theme for this week is colours. Mm, let me think about that. Motion carried. Oh, good. Proposal Otherwise that would have been quite uncomfortable for yes. us. So uh, our first song to kick you up for a very colourful Mother's Day celebration is Eiffel 65 with their hit Blue, probably their best known song, would you say? I would say so. <laughs> I don't know. If you know Eiffel 65's better known songs, be sure to share with us. If if there was a better known song, it did not make it to these shores. (laughs) But this was the most appropriate colour-based song anyway. So uh, we'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. This is Eiffel 65. With Blue Darby D. Here's the story about a little guy that lives in a blue world. And all day and all night and everything he sees is just blue. Like him inside and outside. Blue his house with a blue little window and a blue corvette. And everything is blue for him and himself and everybody around. Cause he ain't got nobody to listen to. That was Eiffel 65 with Blue. You're listening to the prop shows with Ben and Vicky. I think I've said everything. Let's go. <laughs> One of um, the songs to suffer from the most amount of misheard lyrics, I think. Yeah, what, are you, uh, what were you hearing? Well, I was told by a friend that they were always hearing, uh, I'm blue, if I was green, I would die, which I thought was quite good. <laughs> Maybe that's the, if you like play it backwards or something, the secret message. <laughs> I, I always heard... Um, I'm in need of a guy instead yeah. of Abba Dee But I think maybe that's why they had to, in, in uh, brackets, the song title, just clarify that it's just <laughs> a D, like, guys, it doesn't mean anything. It's like the Rorschach test of songs. Maybe if you heard something in that song that we missed out on, text in 0427 767 767. Do you think it's a secret allegory for depression? There's a possibility. Or... They're like, let's write a song about aliens, but secretly it's about my deep pain. Let's yeah, put yeah. a nice backbeat to it. <laughs> They're all very depressed aliens, despite how upbeat they are in the music video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, let's start the show. I hear you have a proposal about living with housemates. I do. I do have a proposal for living with housemates. If you live with a housemate, you can text us in some of your stories if you can beat this. Oh, hang on. We've got one uh, suggested misheard lyric. Yes. I will bleed, I will die. (laughs) So it really is quite the depressing song. I suppose if you were blue, yeah, you're pretty exsanguinated there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, go on. So text in 0427767767 if you can top this. 
I would like to propose that we need to establish a benchmark for when your housemate becomes so crazy that you should move out. Okay, so if they cross this line, then you're like, all right, I'm out. It's over. Well, my benchmark And you should get your bond back. Your benchmark is they're not your family. (laughs) No, no, but if I ever got... I don't know, physically harassed or threatened to be in physical danger. I think that's a good first benchmark. Yeah, that's a great benchmark. But this is sort of below that benchmark, but probably beyond where I think a normal human being should have to, to, um, live, with. to this, live with. Are we talking in terms of messiness or mental torture? or More like living with someone who is completely unreasonable. All right, go on. My, a friend of mine is living in a house in the city, a beautiful apartment that overlooks the city, um, nearby to here actually, not mm-hmm. too far from the studio. And um, he has a housemate, and uh, recently, for an unknown reason, their electricity bill has doubled in the last month, <laughs> over right. summer. This is getting suspicious. Actually, I, like I think it. it may have been January or February, so it was over summer. But it wasn't just because they were using you know, air conditioning a lot more or something. Well, the guy said, we were both living here last year, the housemate, not yeah. my friend. Uh, let's call them Bill and Ben. The flower pot men, yes. I see. So Bill is my friend and his housemate, Ben. Can we, before we proceed with the show... Yes. I was listening back to last week's episode. I feel like there's a new segment in order of the most obscure reference of the show. Okay. Because last week we talked about Audrey, the giant Venus flytrap from Little Shop of Horrors, <laughs> followed by Grug, the hairiest man in the world, followed by... There's something equally as ridiculous. Oh, the Submariner from Aquaman. <laughs> So I'm like, if you got one of these references, you're doing well. If yeah. you got all three, then we're tailoring the perfect show. But it's, <laughs> it's essentially for no one. Yeah. It's, it's me and you that might get this stuff. I, I didn't know what Grug was. You didn't know who the Submariner was. <laughs> so it's like, if, if you're listening and you're like, what are they talking about? Just know you're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone. One of us probably is feeling exactly yeah. the same. So curr- We propose we come up with less obscure references. So currently, Bill and Ben, the flower pot men, the children's... <laughs> cartoon or not even animated show or something no. from the early, or the, I say late, late 80s? 80s or something, is current leader of most obscure well, I reference. say support me here. Text in 0427767767 if you've heard of Bill and Ben. <laughs> if is, you know Bill and Ben intimately. I think this is especially uh, confounding for the Sin listeners since... The, you know, we're on the upper age range of we are. the broadcasting community. They're about to fall off the edge. Yeah, so for most people listening, they wouldn't have been born when Bill and Ben <laughs> were around. <laughs> Irrelevant. Anyway, Bill and Ben. My friend Bill is living with his friend Ben yep. in an apartment full of two men. Sounds good Shall to I me. tell this whole story in rhyme? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had the doubled bill. And so my friend's housemate, Ben, said, you need to pay for this. And Bill said, why? What do you mean? You for know, it's a whole, shared... The whole thing, not yeah. just splitting it. No, he said you have to pay the extra on top of what we got last year. Yeah. And he said, why? And he said, well, I've noticed you've got yourself a new floor fan. Okay. So I believe that the extra $400 is due to you running the floor fan, a 50-watt fan. Now, how often is you running this floor fan? Well, that was another part of an argument because even if you run it for the whole summer we calculated, it's 50 watts. So even if you ran it every night for 10 hours, that would only be an extra 10-ish dollars. It's you, a, you did the maths. Yeah, hell yeah. How did you work out the watt to price ratio? Well, they they tell you how much you pay per kilowatt. What, it's easy on, to work out. On the, the Melbourne Electricity website or something? Yeah, like on your electricity provider's website. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, you went CSI on this baby. Well, seriously, then... 
He was like, I don't think that's true. It's a 50-watt fan. That seems pretty unrealistic. We used to run it all the time. And our phone bills weren't huge, yeah. ironically. Electricity bills also <laughs> not. Well, I don't know if you needed some background ambience of white noise <laughs> while you're on the telephone. It must be. Someone's calling quick switch on the fan. <laughs> um, so then this guy said, well, how often are you running it? Which is already ridiculous. How often are you running it? He said, I think five or ten times, my friend said. Five or ten times in the month. For how long a period? Well, all he said was five or ten times. Okay. Meaning five or ten times across the summer. But what happened was he said, oh, I've run it about five or ten times. The other guy said, five or ten times a week. And my friend said, no, five or ten times across the entire summer. And then the other guy said, nope, the first time you said five or ten times a week, I've caught you in your web of lies. (laughs) (laughs) He thought he was... uh, Columbo. Yeah, yeah, trying to backtrack (laughs) on his story. Yeah, I've caught you in your web of lies, pay up. But again, did you show him your uh, math calculations? Well, no, we just sne- I sneakily left it on the fridge, but my friend doesn't want to cause conflict, or I think he should more than cause conflict. And he's like, but it's such a nice apartment, I don't want to leave. Well, you can't... That, that, okay, that's part of the scale. Maybe it's not like just a line that's crossed. Right. It's some kind of... Cost uh, analysis. Yeah, yeah, some kind of graph that we have to chart. Right. The amount of crazy that you'll put up with to the niceness of the apartment. Because I the feel like arrangement. being accused of having a web of lies is pretty intense. <laughs> That's up there on the crazy scale. Well, he also, my friend got a haircut and the other guy said, who are you seeing? And he's like, no one. And he's like, why did you cut your hair? He's like, I just needed a haircut. And he's like, who did you do it for? He was like, myself. <laughs> and the other guy was like, I don't believe you. Why are you lying? Tell me who you're seeing. Wow. No one gets a haircut for themselves. He, he thinks that everyone roaming around the city with the longest hair ever has just been single <laughs> also, for a long time. Also, who are you judging this off, Jesus? <laughs> yeah. He just let it grow because he never had a woman. Well, I've heard, I don't know how true this is, but Kevin Bacon he lets his hair grow between rolls. Oh. So you can tell how long he has been out of work by the length <laughs> like of his hair. hair. Because you never know, maybe he's going to need to play a woman or something that's like true. that. That's true. He's just making himself more versatile. Yeah, as an actor. So maybe that's what <laughs> Ben is thinking. Doing between girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, maybe I'll meet a girl who likes really long hair. <laughs> it's harder to grow than to cut off. That's right. I might as well grow it out and just cut it if the girl doesn't like it. Yeah, yeah. But I just like the idea that he's walking around the city looking at lots of guys with ponytails and he's like, he's single. He's single. <laughs> Ooh, that's been a while. <laughs> that's like the idea that you're not allowed to get a haircut for yourself if you're a man. Well, I would also argue that surely getting a haircut is making yourself more attractive to the opposite sex. So I would have thought having a girlfriend would preclude haircuts. More, You'd have less, less frequent haircuts. Well, how so? Because you've got a woman, you don't care. Oh, okay. You've secured one. Yeah, yeah. and then when you... When you're trying to pick up, then you're like, well, better get in shape, better get a haircut done. <laughs> well, you mentioned last week a fun game to mess with your boyfriend or day tea, whatever day-tee, you want to call it. fellow day tea. Where you can pretend that dogs are talking to you and... Make- no, talking to each other. I make a joke yeah. at sub... Uh, what is it? Above human level. And they're laughing about it when they're barking. Yeah, where dogs have a wider range of I haven't hearing. done it several times. Just one time these dogs all started barking. I said, I just told an ultrasonic joke about you. Yeah. <laughs> just once. I thought of a similar uh, game just to mess with people. Oh, yes. If you get a haircut, one of the first questions that people say is, oh, you got a haircut or did you get a haircut? Yeah. Vicky, in fact, said that very thing before I the did. show. I did. Ben has had a haircut. Who are you haircut. seeing? <laughs> I'm seeing Jesus. I'm weaving the web. Oh, so he's got his hair too. Yeah, yeah. We're both quite matching in style. <laughs> That's nice. No, so I got this haircut. And when people ask you, 
did you get a haircut? Knowing the only possible response you could say is yes, because I saw you yesterday, <laughs> you know, very uh, recently where no. presumably my head didn't grow shorter in that time. <laughs> you just deny it adamantly. <laughs> no, I what th- are you talking about? Well, yeah, I feel like... But you don't, men don't notice, especially you. Your girlfriend changed hair colours and you didn't notice overnight. I feel I would have noticed in that instance, but if... You feel she, I've been framed? Maybe. If she got it like a week ago and I hadn't noticed, right, then I might feel like it's too late to say anything. Yeah. So I feel like I'm... If so I'm, you've got a window of noticing. Yeah, but I feel like I doubt myself. Maybe I... Like, if okay, she shaves her head bald, right? Yes. I'm pretty sure I would notice that instantly. <laughs> and comment. And comment. But if if it's just like a hair colour tint and it's a little subtle and I might... Also, it was a subtle change. It wasn't like black to blonde. I don't even know what you're like referencing, which oh, specific incident. Okay. <laughs> it's happened many times. Probably. But yeah, if they change their hair colour and I don't notice straight away or I it's subtle enough that I think I might not have noticed straight away, then I feel like I, I might have missed my window. And if I'm like, oh, nice hair change, she would have been like, I did this two weeks ago, what are you talking uh, about? And then see, I'll just get myself into trouble when I could have just ignored it and got out. I got am a good girlfriend, I would admit. Okay. Because <laughs> I warn people when I'm – I warn my partner when I'm having a haircut before wow. I go. just so they can comment on it later. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to have a haircut today. And then I'm like, oh, just had my haircut, see you soon. <laughs> and then I'll be like – they'll come over and I'm like, so what do you think? Like, Yeah, you can signpost it. Yeah, I that's think, right. I think that is – Good girlfriend uh, ship. Yeah, good girlfriend ship. I think so too. I think it's great girlfriendship. Just so every girl out there treat your guy like a dummy. Yeah, I do frequently. Your relationship will be much more <laughs> better off. Flourish. Yeah. I also signpost my birthday anniversaries. How big events? How much in advance do you signpost your birthday? Probably for? a week. I'm like, oh, it's my birthday next week. Yeah, okay, that's not bad. No, not like <laughs> months ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, just so you know, my birthday's March 11. Don't forget. <laughs> it's now June 11, so <laughs> start saving. <laughs> so uh, so let's go back to this Bill and Ben Bill dilemma. and Ben situation, yeah. So did the uh, other housemate make any similar purchases? Like, if we're going to his closet, are we going to see, like, six fridges all running that <laughs> he's secretly been trying to pass off the electricity bill one? It's like, no, it's definitely your fan, dude. I don't know. We've had someone text in. Yeah. Sounds like this guy is pretty nosy. Jesus is extremely nosy. He's omniscient. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need to pry into the costs <laughs> of electricity. He seems to already know. If, if he starts to argue, I'd, I'd tend to believe him. That's right. He would know how much it cost him. But, no, I think it is the Bill and Ben situation. <laughs> I'm not sure what other purchases have been made. But, right. yeah, it's an awkward situation at this house. So is he, at this point, planning to just pay the costs of well, living I think in they're this... splitting it. Oh, they did agree yeah. to split it. Because well, that, it's that... a very awkward housemate situation because this other guy also lies about where what he's doing. Go on. Like, for no reason. He's like, I'm just going to go take the trash out and is gone for, like, three hours. <laughs> He's like, why did you bother? I got lost on the way. Yeah, to the trash chute on this floor. <laughs> what's, yeah, that is strange. This definitely sounds like there's something going on. I know. What's afoot in this apartment? Unless he's just very easily distracted. Like, I'll take the trash out and then it's like, it gets, you know, meet someone really interesting and has to start <laughs> conversation. A three-hour conversation. Yeah. 
So, yes, text in if you have any advice or where your line is or if you have a crazy housemate, 0427 767 767. Where did you draw the line for housemates? Well, I do have one more story. I had another friend who drew the line at when drunk, one of her housemates revealed that he was keeping a file on all of their housemates. Oh, I love this. <laughs> yeah. He kept a file noting down all the times they forgot to do things and stuff like that on each of their housemates. And that was her turn to move out. So it was like Excel spreadsheet on basically how many points that she had earned. Yeah, like did not wash dishes, like forgot to take out trash. So it's like if... Came you, home late and woke me up. If I take out the trash like 10 times when it's your turn, does that mean that I get, I don't know, like 20 bucks off the so. rent or something? I think it was just a negative She just wanted tally. to tally it up and shove them back in their face at a later date because if you just do it one at a time, maybe it doesn't have the same effect as whether it's just like once. I had a housemate once who mm. used to bring home homeless guys and let them stay in our house. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Regularly, when I was living in Tokyo, I had a housemate who would bring home homeless men and let them stay in my house. How homeless are we talking isn't it a yes or no? I don't know. Like, maybe there's some classy homeless people wandering around. Like, I would assume homeless is either a yes or no option. I just came Do you have a, a house? No. I okay. just came from a debutante ball and my, yeah, my shoes right. are expertly shine. But if you could <laughs> I'm just a downtrodden count. <laughs> yeah. No, like, you lived in a, a share house situation with other students and that yes. kind of thing. Were they your age group or is this like no he was our age group but he would bring much older men why I don't know he would also in the middle of the night wail and um, appear to be flagellating himself okay so he's crazy is that why yeah I think he was quite quite interesting (laughs) mentally speaking that's um, that's probably if you're gonna build this graph of crazy to good dwelling situations. I don't know if your Tokyo apartment reached either of those boundaries. It was boundaries. a good location. It was an I excellent guess... location. It was in Harajuku. <laughs> All right, well, you, your your scale is obviously different to mine, I see. Yeah, well, he moved out after a month, so that was good. But we were watching a, a show about serial killers and about how they used to kill... They start off killing... Well, animals? animals, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, my parents killed all of my pets. Whoa. And... Yeah. Uh, how do you follow that statement up? You're like, oh, yeah, tell us more about your pleasant home life. <laughs> well, it was in French, and I was the only person in the room that spoke French. So it was extremely awful. <laughs> I was like, that's really sad. I'm sorry. I'm scared. Now. Good times in yeah, Japan. Yeah, I know. That was an awkward... I think he was there about three weeks. We got some housemate stories being texted in. My former housemate, who shall be referred to as Skeletor, used to sleep naked in front of the heater in the lounge, and she really needed a wax. Uh, why Skeletor then? I assume she was either a really uh, skinny girl or a fan of He-Man. <laughs> I had another friend who said, yeah, housemate sleeping naked around often. I don't understand. Do these people not have shame? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not. I human emotion? To answer that question, no. No, they did not, Because I wouldn't feel comfortable to sleep naked around strangers. Uh, of course not. I assume that's not only in terms of comfortability... But etiquette is probably, uh, you know, a safe bet to assume most people would feel that way. Well, I had one housemate as well who I actually quite liked, and this was one of her few faults. She wore very long fake eyelashes, which would occasionally fall off in different places. Uh, So one time I went to the bathroom in the middle of the night and my toilet was looking at me. Wow. Like, were there two perfectly... A pair of eyelashes on the toilet seat. I can imagine, like, going into that situation in the I middle of the night. I looked at the lid and I was like, ah! <laughs> in the middle of the night, just, you know, your eyes are half closed, you're tired and adjusting 
you look into the bowl and you're like, is someone like down there? <laughs> Hello? Gata? Did they blink? <laughs> oh, that would be horrifying. <laughs> so text in 0427767767. Where have you drawn the line for a housemate? Or where do you suggest my friend draws the line in the I've caught you in a web of lies or quote? What creepy things have you seen in the bottom of your toilet bowl? <laughs> All things to text in about. Or something irrelevant also mm. works. This is our next colour-filled song. Colorblind by the Counting Crows. We'll be right back after this with more prop shows. I am Ben's mum's least favourite segment for Mother's Day. Yeah, so why not do it just because I know how much she hates it? <laughs> Did she bring up how much she hated it again this week? No, it was. I think she's trying to uh, not mention it in hopes that we'll forget about it. Okay, so I'm not going to tell you what the deer saw me doing. All right, well, uh, we know that it wasn't anything sexual. We know that it was just you and the deer. Yes. Was there, I don't know, was there food involved? We like, I don't know, sneaking like cookie batter or something? There may have been food oh, involved. Getting ever so closer. <laughs> and that was Ode to Deer for another week. We got a lot of texts during that song. Someone saying that they just love the song. Great. Someone else said, say yo. I don't know what that means. Which I can only imagine is a deep agreeance. It's like the uh, Aussie version of hey I was thinking, is it the goodbye version of hey oh, Like, perhaps. see ya. Like, say that could, that could be a new thing that we can kickstart. So someone stopped listening at 1222. Uh, we got some more texts about housemate issues. Oh, yes? My friend used to use his doona as dunny paper. Wow. Yeah, I would uh, suggest that someone put a stop to that. Yeah, that's... Oh, did he also use it as a doona, though? That's what I hope. Or... Like, after, after you've gone that route once... Do not try and uh, go back the opposite See, direction. See, I was thinking, does he keep it in the bathroom and just have a du- giant one piece of toilet paper that he uses different corners of? Or does he then also use it There's no good a answer, I no, would say. They're both disgusting. I don't know what his problem with toilet paper would be, though. Surely, mm. surely Maybe he used that's... toilet paper as a doona. He was just deeply confused. <laughs> no one had uh, taught him properly. Yeah, that's right. The divide... The toilet paper doona divide. And uh, someone else is saying, I had a housemate that had roughly 100 crickets to feed for a snake. Every night you would wake up to either some in the bed or on your face. Oh, it's that like, is bad. That's like the dudes living with um, the contestants of Fear Factor. <laughs> totally. Although it would be amazing if someone told a bad joke. Yeah, yeah, you always got the uh, chirping sound. That's to right. If someone told a really boring story, you just go really quiet and let them <laughs> suffer. But I'm surprised that. It's like, it's not the uh, snake that is the issue, but the hundreds of crickets required to also, like, you think, I'll get a snake, it'll be a quite exotic pet. Mm. You forget that you have to have these auxiliary pets as well. <laughs> Someone else has felt differently to that song. It says that that song made me physically sick. Which wow. i obviously perhaps not a fan of Cruel Intentions or something. Well, I was it. thinking maybe they were thinking of black coffee and egg whites. They're allergic. Yes. <laughs> that person is clearly allergic to black coffee and egg whites, took the advice of counting crows for a depressing breakfast and is now ill. Or maybe they actually are colourblind and it hits too close to home. Yeah, true. Or they were talking about the Yarra Tram song. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've, I've written some poetry for my mother, if anyone missed out at the start of the show. I think it's time to recite some more. I don't see why not. So, uh, happy Mother's Day. This is the next verse. You said you'd like to visit the zoo. <laughs> Perhaps then I'll come too. We'll see lions, tigers and bears. Oh my, what a day. Time will fly. It would be so cute of us. The best time since your uterus. <laughs> I can see that was a great time for you, Ben. <laughs> Pre-birth was something you clearly enjoyed. Oh, t- who didn't, Vic? Who didn't? <laughs> so uh, let's get to our next proposal. Well, I propose, Ben, that we are, we are doing society a disservice with the way we are treating crime. <laughs> How so? Well, Ben, I have two. This is a double tab. If this was Internet Explorer, my computer would be running very slow. Oh, okay. Because I have two tabs to sure. this. Alrighty. It's a two-pronged issue. Yep. I describe every issue by the amount of prongs it has. Or the amount of tabs. Yeah, well, a five-prong issue, that's pretty bad. That's, yeah, like maybe a pitchfork if we go for prongs. <laughs> that's right. We pretty much got towards pitchfork. This is sort of your, like, spork or broken plastic fork. Okay. Or oh, rotisserie fork. This is a rotisserie fork issue. Complete nonsense once again on the prop shows. <laughs> My issue with that is the way we are playing classical music to deter children. Yeah, so in, in certain locations like uh, train stations or shopping centre parking lots, there's often... MSO concerts. <laughs> <laughs> there's often loud music or, like, you know, at least not that loud, but music played to deter people, presumably, from just hanging out in these locations aimlessly, where uh, usually these are places that people should just be passing through. And so they don't want to encourage, I don't know, teenagers or whatever from just hanging out on the steps and, uh, I don't know, scaring customers or whatever <laughs> the hell. So, uh, so, yeah, often you'll get loud music. There was a phase where it was a sound, um, the mosquito noise, I think it was, was it? nicknamed. Where... Again, similar to Vicky's dog People would just stand there playing the vuzula. <laughs> well, maybe that's the next step. <laughs> but um, the human ear, as you get older, can only hear certain uh, less oh, frequencies. Oh, yes. I've heard about this. People said it is their ringtone in class. Yeah, it's like a uh, an SMS. So they put this sound originally outside malls and that kind of thing in hopes that it would annoy teenagers, but older people who whose hearing had deteriorated, wouldn't be able to hear it and wouldn't be annoyed by it. Which meant we just had older hooligans. These <laughs> <laughs> 40-year-olds hanging out on the steps of the post office at Greensboro Plaza. Yeah, but then um, then they teenagers adopted it and just used that sound for ringtones and that kind of <laughs> thing so they could get messages in class without alerting, alerting the, the teacher. teacher. And so they've, yeah, since then tried to do other music and... Like, you know, Muzak, that kind of elevated music that people... Well, they've gone to classical. That's the next step, is classical music. They're like, teenagers hate classical music. Well, haven't we learned anything from the pop culture of the past, Ben? I think, if anything, movies are here to help us make to help us make mistakes. That too, but also to help us stop making mistakes, Ben. Okay. I think we are creating an epidemic. I think so too. Yes? These teenagers or hooligans, whatever you want to call them, that are hanging out in these locations, Mm. I don't feel like this music is going to deter them. No. I propose that we have just been perpetuating the problem. (laughs) And so we need to find something else because give it time. Yes. These people who are uh, subjected to the classical music 
are going to be the next generation of Clockwork, Clockwork Orange, Orange children. I know. We are creating a new Clockwork Orange generation. We're just giving these people a theme song or a soundtrack, if you will, to their violence. Or Full Metal Jacket also. Yeah. I think classical music is extremely violent. We need to be playing death metal. <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon loved classical music. Yeah. It's, I didn't see Napoleon listening to hip-hop. Maybe the Waterloo battle would have been much more calm. If, exactly. If they had have just put on some uh, hip-hop. Some Eminem would yeah. have calmed him right down. <laughs> How many nefarious world leaders, I suggest, have listened to classical music versus death metal, hip-hop or rap? I can't answer that. I know. <laughs> Julius Caesar? He was. He, he loved the loot. Wow. Oh, he was a loot aficionado. I actually, that does. But ask him who Tupac is. Drawing a blank. <laughs> Some people say he was often the precursor to Tupac. Yes. It just took many generations to, <laughs> to sink into cultural society. But yeah, it feels like you know these kids are going to be hanging out and uh, you know maybe they'll they'll shake down some tourists or whatever. But if they get into a fight. That's just going to make it all the more exciting. <laughs> I like, know. It's quite a dramatic fight to a classical music. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't want to beat someone up to some Beethoven? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, be warned. Bit of murder of by Melbourne. Mozart. Yeah. I'm just saying that, uh, that maybe we really need... Homicide to- by Handel. <laughs> <laughs> we need to rethink this strategy because uh, there's... There's several ulterior motives that could have been missed in the uh, in this idea, I suspect. Well, I have some similar issues with my gym. I go to the PCYC, the mm. Police Citizens and Youth Club, which is set up basically to fund um, and get youth off the streets. So okay. fund programs to get youth off the streets and also as part of their two-pronged attack. Oh. <laughs> their down, three fork attack. We're down to, to get, a, um, yeah, a broken fork. Yes, to get youth off the streets. But the class I take there is kickboxing. Yeah. I'm like, you are deterring me from crime by teaching me to make my body a lethal weapon. <laughs> <laughs> you think that everyone there might have ulterior motives again? Well, I'm like, if you are trying to get me to be a better citizen and less trouble to the police, I feel like teaching me to kickbox is counterintuitive. <laughs> well, maybe they're training the next generation of police. Maybe it's like they'll pin, uh, pinpoint the people in the class that are doing the best. Ah, oh, and train us up to be like some sort of elite special force. Yeah, so it's like, well, clearly... if Trained to like have a Pavlovian dog conditioned response to classical music. So we wouldn't even know No, true. that we're in this pod. We'll just be wandering around like, oh, kickboxing was fun. Then like, I don't know, the fifth symphony will start and we'll just like suddenly like fl- switch to our other personalities <laughs> like <laughs> crime <laughs> fighters. Yeah. <laughs> I would like, I, in fact, I think that could be uh, quite an effective thing. If we have police. Who, who don't know their police. <laughs> yeah, they're all sleeper agents. <laughs> exactly. And, then and they switch to buy yeah. the kind of music that's playing. There's a riot like around Fed Square or something. They just have speaker systems set up throughout the city. And in the location of the riot, we'll just have all these kickboxing aficionados. <laughs> we'll start playing some uh, some handle, as you said, and everyone will just instantly hear the sound of the music and head towards the riot and start, <laughs> you know, solving the, uh, saving the day. So now I say, solving and saving the day, I solving say. Solving the crime, saving the day. I was going to say, perhaps there'll be some that instead of kickboxing, they've got like at science school. Like I just suddenly heard this uh, Mozart and felt the need to get bust out some forensics. <laughs> I just really want to measure this footprint. It I don't even know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're onto something here. 
Uh, my mum, presumably my mum, oh, yeah, has imagine. texted in uh, saying, please do not ever reference my uterus on air again. <laughs> How about once more? Just one more time. <laughs> we don't make any promises on the prop shows. Just no. proposals. But we do propose to play some songs once in a while. We do. So, uh, so one more colour-based song for the day. Another blue one. Blue Monday. By Orgy. It was one of those songs that... I don't know how the band gets taken seriously with a name like that. But it's a good song. They were a Roman band. Oh, I see. <laughs> this May, take part in Dack Day. Come on, stack up and donate. Dack Day, this May, for the kids. To register or donate, go to trackydackday.com.au. I was just thinking about that sponsorship announcement. I've never heard the term "dack up." Is no, that, it's usually the other way around. Oh, Ben! Mm. Wow, dack down. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, what, what was your uh, thoughts on that? Dack down, Ben. Come on, just relax. <laughs> You're scaring us. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My thoughts are: Have you ever been involved in a fundraiser at work where you've had to purchase something to be involved in a charity fundraiser? Where I'm forced to partake? Yeah, forced, like... Forced charitable donations? Well, no, no, no. I'm saying, like, I don't own any tracky decks. Mm. So if my workplace oh, were to have tracky deck day, I would also have to purchase tracky decks. Yeah, it's a double commitment. Yeah, like Hawaiian shirt day, I had to purchase a Hawaiian shirt. How much did that set you back? Oh, it was only, like, from Sages, so it was fine. But I was just thinking, I wonder how many people don't automatically fall into these categories. I'm like, surely yeah, that takes away... Yeah, wouldn't that take away from my ability to donate? Yeah, surely if I'm spending another $10 on a shirt, that's $10 that could have gone to the cause. Yeah, true. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. Do most people, do you own track pants? I do, but it's like for, I use them for sleeping, really. Yeah. So I don't know if I would wear them to an event like that. I don't even have track pants for sleeping. I'm not a track pant person. I wore, the last time I wore track pants in public <laughs> <laughs> was for our um, high school like pajama a, day? Yeah, pajama day. Because again, that's what I'm saying. Like I wear them as pajamas, and I think a lot of people they were asking me why I didn't wear pajamas. Oh, so, so they I'm were like, denying the existence of track pants as sleepwear. I guess. Which, wow. That surprised me because I'm like, well, I look. What the hell else is everyone else wearing? No, I was. They they thought that maybe I dressed down this much usually. <laughs> like, so they were thinking that is your casual look. Yeah, that was my normal look. Apparently, is what oh, people that's thought. That's right. Oh, so, Ben's just rocked up to school. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, well. Uh, what does that say about my usual <laughs> dress code? And to be fair, going down to track pants is not that much lower below what you already wear to work after your gradual slide towards casual clothes. I feel like track pants would be another step you know, below where... Well, I want to see if you can get there not on track pants day and then donate to the cause if you do. Well, I told you I was trying to get everyone to convert to the skeletal leggings situation. <laughs> so we're still working on that plan. Because Ben started off in full suit and is now jeans and T-shirt. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say full suit, but definitely more... Uh, Shirt and pants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But and now nary a tie to be seen around his neck. I feel like neck. it's working to my advantage to some degree, though, because we had someone very important come visit us from another branch out of, uh, out of the country. Yes. And they were doing a... Kim tr- Jong-un. It was, in <laughs> fact. Me and uh, Dennis Rodman... He's an are, important man. Are ...hanging out with that guy recently. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we had him visit the office and he was doing a tour... Yeah. And pretty much didn't talk to anyone but me. Why? <laughs> I feel like he walked past my desk. He was like, oh, casual Ben. This guy's obviously chill. I think he was like, who the hell is this guy? Oh, okay. Who is this man in casual clothes yeah, in yeah. our office? Is, is he just broken in? He sees my uh, jeans, T-shirt and leather jacket and 
I'm in like the multimedia department where no one knows what goes on anyway. And <laughs> like, oh, this guy's 20 years younger than most people in the in the department. Surely he knows what's going on. <laughs> He's a hip and happening young gentleman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let so, me ask him about what songs are appropriate for my 50th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got um, some FaceTime with the, their head honchos. Hopefully you didn't ruin it by offering Blue Monday orgy as a song suggestion. <laughs> Maybe that's where I went wrong. <laughs> Someone's just uh, texted in oh, with right. a rather appropriate message. Okay. At my previous job, this guy started showing up in tracksuit pants. It is just disgusting. Well, on this guy anyway. <laughs> See, that's where I kick the trend. See, if I, I was wearing them, I would rock the tracksuit. I draw the line at track pants because if you're a guy in track pants, it's almost like a girl wearing leggings. You can see everything if a guy's wearing track pants. It does give the air of I've given up as well. You know, I've given up on hiding my manly curves from you, <laughs> is what it says to me. You can see well, everything. How, how tight are you wearing these track pants? I know, just the way they sit. Like, you can see melons at the back and... Your uh, lady lumps? Yeah, you can see your lady lumps at the front. <laughs> sugar lumps. Yeah, sugar lumps, sorry. Lady lumps, sugar lumps. You can see everything in a man in track pants. So if you've got a nice bum, then I guess go for it. But beware that... that well, Other people are in for a who's scare. Who's to judge, Vicky? Who's to judge? That's true. That's true. Never the man himself, because I feel like every man believes he's very attractive. How about we propose a website? We right? do. Okay, yeah. Can I wear trackpants.com? Yeah. And then you just upload... A photo of you front and back. Front and back, and we vote yes or no. It'll be like hotornot.com kind of thing. But it's not necessarily hot. It's just like... also Thumbs it, up or thumbs down. Yeah, just like, no, you do not have it. Or yes, these track fans either cover enough of, enough of you or you are attractive enough that it's okay. And so if you get above, what, a 70% approval rating? Then you can wear track pants yeah. outside of your bedroom. I see. <laughs> <laughs> My last cab off the rank for the day, Ben. Oh, hang on. This guy's uh, following up. Yeah. It's true, the guy had given up. He admitted to me that he didn't think he was good at his job and was fired shortly after. Oh, well, there you go. So I think I know a, two, a thing or two about the track pants etiquette by the sounds of it. Well, obviously not a thing or three because 30s, we can see everything. All right, quickly, we've got a lot to get to in the last five minutes. Well, I would like to propose, Ben, that sometimes... Have you ever been in an amazing situation where you're like, this is a gift from somewhere, this is so funny, and I could have no way known this was going to happen? Probably, but carry on. This is amazing. I was at a nightclub with two male friends mm. and it was a um, nightclub with mostly African-Australian people. And so we were... A is few... that a term now? I don't know. I think you can say black people. Black people? I'm not sure. All right. Black people. And we were some of the few white people in the club. And um, so they were dancing like two white men. Yeah. And uh, one of them flung out an arm with a thumb outstretched and it went into the other guy's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he was pulling the uh, I'm a hitchhiker, please pick me up dance routine. Yeah, and the other and guy was pulling the I'm a baby. Just I'm a baby. Suck it on my yeah, thumb. I need some uh, lollipop action. Oh, it was amazing. Like directly in there, like whoop. So how, what's, what's the follow up to that incident? Uh, hysterical laughter. <laughs> That's all. All three of us were dying. It was great. I was like, there's no way we could have known this was going to happen, but this is amazing. Like, this is not even something a comedian would write, but it's hilarious. This is great. And so was the other guy angry or was he like, well, I guess that happened? Yeah, no, he was like, I guess that happened and hysterical laughter happening. <laughs> like, you don't expect a bit of lollipop boop, 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 on not, the old D floor. It's not common, I'll give it you that. It is not common. I've got one more poem before we uh, recap what we've learned today. Sure, we might not have time. Well, we've, we've got a lot to get to, as I said. I hope you have a lovely day. I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, that's nice. Because lately, I've been feeling so bored without the joy of your umbilical cord. 
If Not only, the uterus? If only I knew a spellcasting druid so I could find myself back in your amniotic fluid. <laughs> there you go. That did not reference the uterus at all. It was vaguely... It beaded um, around the bush of it. It may have alluded to it, but, yeah, I, I respected I'm her wishes. I'm not going to touch that pun either. All right, so, yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> all right, quickly before we head off, what did we learn, Vicky? Oh, what did we learn? I've learnt that my mum might not appreciate my poetry as much as I suspected. <laughs> I've learned that rather than a line, it's a continuum of niceness of house versus craziness of housemate. I've learnt that a fan does not cost $400 <laughs> a month to run. And that your housemate was not caught in a web of lies. <laughs> I've learnt that we make some quite obscure references <laughs> every week and uh, today's was no exception. I've learned to fear a secret police force triggered by classical music. That's true and I've learnt that without these uh, these classical songs we might not have a army of clockwork orange children <laughs> to defend ourselves against in the future. I've learned sometimes the most amazing things are a thumb and a mouth that no one could have predicted. And I've learned that the song Blue by Eiffel 65 is much more depressive than I first thought. <laughs> and on that note, we will head on to our last colour song of the week. We had someone text in, are you going to play Michael Jackson's Black or White? They no. also, someone else was also <laughs> requesting Megadeth Peace Cells, which does not fit our colour theme. Or they were saying that Megadeth Peace Cells is one of their more peaceful metal music. That, that could be a possibility, but we will never know because we have to get the hell out of here. So uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We will see you again next week. Feel free to email me, ben at insaneramblings.net. Or me, vicky at insaneramblings.net. Download the podcast on iTunes to search for Prop Shozel or go to propshozel.com. You can also get us at facebook.com slash propshozel and just like us because we want more fans and then you'll be able to get all the updates for our many episodes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, if you liked it, feel free to download all the old shows as well. But here we will say goodbye for another week. This is The Rolling Stones with Paint It Black. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one.